Welcome to the Call the Huddle podcast. My name is Xavier Gusset, and the following conversation is one with Rial Mitchell, former quarterback turned receiver who currently plays at the University of San Diego. This is a part of a new series of interviews that I'll be doing on Call the Huddle, uh, more randomized interviews with some of the most interesting people from all landscapes of football. So if you enjoy these, make sure to follow on all platforms. Rial Mitchell played quarterback at St. John Bosco's in high school before being featured on QB1 on Netflix during his senior year of high school. Rial would play at Iowa State as one of the nation's top quarterback prospects coming out of high school before eventually transferring to the Temple and the University of San Diego to play quarterback and receiver. Rial talked his journey through college football, including his upcoming sixth season, where he'll be playing at University of San Diego as a receiver more so. He talked a lot of his experiences through college football and before that, including his future and what he wants to do in football in the realm of sports psychology. I included timestamps of each subject in the description below. So you can check them out and skip through to what you would like. So if you guys enjoy the podcast, you can stay connected with me on Instagram and Twitter at Call the Huddle and stay up to date with a lot of these future interviews and updates by following Call the Huddle on all platforms. I hope you guys enjoy the interview as always, and thank you. So first off, I do, Riel, uh, I got to hear your thoughts. Who are the two greatest, like, give me your greatest college football player of all time and then your greatest NFL guy. Greatest college it's a tough question. I know. That's why, I, yeah. Mm, it is a tough question, but I feel like it's got to be, like, probably Tim Tebow. And I don't think that's a bad answer. I feel like it's a pretty legitimate answer. So, college, I'm going to go with Tim Tebow. And then, how, ah, do y'all want to go Tim Tebow? Whatever, we're good. I'll stick with Tim Tebow. And then, NFL, Tom Brady, like, you know, right. it's kind of... Okay, you could, yeah, NFL is, the NFL is accomplishments based, so that's a little different. But I like the, I like the Tebow pick. It's either him or uh, Reggie Bush, IMO. But T- Tebow, Tebow is probably, because he's like all around, and he was doing everything, especially with Florida, and then he ended up winning it all, obviously. Uh, I know, like I talked about, um, I know you got a YouTube channel. Um, you started it, or you've had it for a long time now, but I know you've been in the spotlight for a long time now. Uh, you were at QB1, um, in high school and then yeah like i said you got the youtube channel and i saw that uh dtr dorian uh thompson robin thomas robinson uh said he was the guy that kind of put you on youtube tell me like when nil passed in 2021 uh how long and like what was the thought process behind uh, getting more like out there and on youtube specifically yeah um well yeah i've had youtube for a long time um a long time i've I've had multiple channels where i'd put up like Little league highlights and stuff like that. So I've, I've been on it for like a long, long time, like I said. Um, and when NIL kind of came about, I definitely wanted to, you know, create more of a presence, presence, you know, on social media. Um, and so, yeah, Dorian, I think, yeah, I may have commented or, or something like that. Because I, I post a lot on Instagram, like YouTube type videos. Right. And he's like, bro, just like post on YouTube type of thing. And I'm like, yeah. So it's been a it's been a little minute since I posted on YouTube, but I do actually have some ideas um, yeah. for some videos, upcoming videos. Um, so I'm excited about that and to bring that to YouTube. But yeah, I think like you know, nil, which isn't too new anymore. I mean, I guess it's still in its infancy stages in the big picture scheme of things. But you know, it came about like two years ago. So yeah, I was really just trying to improve my presence throughout like all social media platforms. Right, and then, yeah, like I said, being a guy that was on TV um, and then got to experience both, like, the non-NIL and then, obviously, when you're in college, get to experience a little bit of the NIL. It must be cool. Uh, like, what is the – is there a benefit to, like, players today in terms of having, like, the YouTube and, like, the 
like the direct um the directness of like nil and stuff compared to like when you were on qb1 it was more like uh network based yeah i think um for you know a lot of the athletes nowadays it's it's a better landscape for nil because they can really just promote themselves through platforms like youtube instagram stuff like that and companies can reach out to them like that and like you said before like qb1 that's that um and it was on Netflix, it was doing great. But as soon as NIL came about, they took it off Netflix. Uh, coincidence, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think nowadays it is easier for, for people to market themselves to get NIL deals. Right, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, as a guy that watches it, the directness is really cool to see, like, players and, and guys like that just be themselves. Uh, and I think it adds to, like, the whole space and, and everything that's going on with social media now anyways. Uh, I know, like, you, you, uh, you're a sports uh, psychology major. I want to talk about, like, social media a little bit uh, later on, but... I think that's a really cool topic, and like as a football player, I think that's cool. Uh, like mix, I know you started off like health and kinesiology and that type of stuff. So I think that's all really cool yeah. in general. I just wanted to point out. Um, how many you have one year eligibility left, or how many with COVID? Yeah, just one. Just one season left. Okay. Uh, just talk about like I know you started at ISU, um, and then Temple, you came out, and then uh, you're back back towards home now. Uh, just talk about like the transfer um, of of each school and maybe how each school stood out. Yeah, okay. Um, so, man, going um, to Iowa State uh, High School. Yeah. I mean, best decision I've ever made. I loved every minute I was there. I've gone back a couple times, like, since I've left, and I still love it. Um, oh, wow. That was the place that a lot of players went that wanted to – they they're really player-led. Um, they weren't coach-led. And what I mean by that is, like, players are – or staying late on the weekends working out instead of going out partying and stuff like that. And so coming out of high school, that's something I wanted to be a part of. Um, and just the college community there is, is, is the best, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, obviously Brock Purdy was, we were the same class. He was playing over me. He's doing great now, um, obviously. And so, uh, you know, I didn't know there would be a COVID year at the time. Yeah. Uh, so I was really looking for probably one year of um, hopefully getting the job uh, and playing and felt like I kind of need more than just that one year uh, if I wanted to go to the league playing quarterback. So I uh, decided to, to transfer. Uh, and this was, I literally decided to transfer in 2020, but before COVID like kicked off. So it's very yeah. weird um, situation. And I wasn't able to take any visits or anything like that. So it was a different type of recruitment process. Yeah, wow. For sure. uh, and so I ended up, going to um, Temple University, like you said, out in Philly, um, which was a very good learning experiment experience for me um, as, like, I think I was a quarterback coach who brought me in left, like, four months into me being there. And, like, I was thinking oh, wow. quarterback coach brought me in left a week after bringing me in. And then you'll see a, you'll see a common theme coming up here. But, um that's just kind of like the landscape of college football nowadays. And, right. you know, I was able to really be in the mix of it all. So I know whenever I have kids, I'll be able to get that knowledge back to them. But, um, you know, Philly, um, like I said, great time. Um, I learned a lot. Um, there was a lot of ups and downs when it came to that, to that program. Um, right now they're under new coaching and they're doing a lot um, yeah. better, but, um, I decided to leave midway through my second season there 
um, and really wanted to come out back home, back towards the West Coast type of thing. Um, and the University of San Diego, I mean, there's not really many, there's not that many better places than San, than San Diego <laughs> in the country. So yeah. just city-wise. Um, and so had an opportunity to come out here. Um, I took advantage of that, and I wanted to come out here. Uh, so that's why I came down to San Diego. And it's funny, the coach that brought me in left before yeah. the season. Like I said, common theme. Um, and wasn't, I wasn't able to um, win the job uh, during fall camp. And, you know, I really wanted to you know, help the team win anyway. And so I was like, talk my OC on my head. Like, I'm down to do whatever. Like, I just want to help. Um, and so that's kind of how I've been able to transition into more of like a receiver role. Um, and I'm excited about that. And I'm doing good at that. I'm working towards, you know, hopefully becoming, you know, an NFL player at that position. Right, yeah, like I said, uh, coming in, watching you as a quarterback, I know you wanted to be, you came in at Iowa State, like you said, as a quarterback, and then transferred to Temple, still wanted to be a quarterback, and then I know when you came to San Diego, like I said, I know you said like out openly that you wanted to play quarterback. Um, what point was it this year that maybe like, that perspective changed for you, or, or where you realized uh, that you could impact more as an athlete all around? Yeah, that uh, moment happened during fall camp where, like, I kind of, like, saw the writing on the wall where, like, I wasn't getting, like, the one reps and, and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, that was, like, for a couple of days there, it was a really, like, dark time for me just because, obviously, if you just said, I've, you know, I'm transferring all these times to play quarterback, I, you know, what, what would that have been then? Probably 19 years of strictly, you know, trying to play the quarterback position. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, it was a tough couple of days, but... Like I said, uh, I was able to swallow my pride and really try to put the team first. And that was during that fall camp um, time period uh, when I went up to the, the OC and was like, yo, I want to help the team any way I can. And so he went ahead and tried to put a little package together for me and, you know, move me around the field a lot. And that's kind of how uh, that situation played. That's cool. Like I said, I know, like I was checking out actually, uh, the I like uh, when you were at Iowa State, if you had a quarterback's coach, like, like specifically, um, like I know it was just the offensive guy and then everything else. And that's like you said, is... um has been a big uh, thing in your career so far. And I think that's uh, an underrated aspect in terms of like the one-on-one -on -one and having that guy that only knows how to work with quarterbacks and only chooses to. Um, going from that, like I said, I know you've been a great leader. You've always been in uh, those shoes, I'd say, since, since I mean, like I said, since you were in track doing, doing track stuff. Um, just tell me, like I said, you started off, you've had a lot of different head coaches just throughout the transfer portal. Uh, Coach Campbell, Coach Rod Carey, and then... Uh, Dale Lindsley, like I like you said, uh, retired just this off season. Um, what should be exciting to see who your next coach is. But tell me, like, what makes a good leader, like in a team setting, just uh, like football specifically? What makes a good leader that you've picked up on? Yeah, so I was, I've been able to be, uh, be exposed to pretty much the greatest leader, and you know, some not so great leaders and different leadership styles. It's right. funny because I'm getting my master's in leadership studies, and I'll get that oh, next wow. fall. So I've kind of been in this freaking leadership world for, <laughs> for a little bit now. Uh, but man, what takes what makes a great leader is someone who genu genuinely like cares about who they're leading and who's willing to go to like the longest length for those players or like I said, whoever they're leading. Uh, someone who leads by example and you know, someone that kind of prioritizes the team over themselves. Um, I think on the, on the 
flips out of that, there's like toxic leadership, and those are, you know, people that like to, you know, micromanage to a point where it becomes toxic, and you know, people can't develop and learn. Um, so, yeah, I've seen, and then I've seen, you know, um, I've been a part of a, of a program where maybe the head coach is more of a figurehead, and he's not so um, directly on yeah. to players and followers and it's more of a delegation system so i've kind of seen it all and which i'm very fortunate to be part of um but yeah like i said i think the best leaderships its style is one that's authentic and, and it's more of like a servant leader yeah like i know you mentioned earlier like the the player uh led teams um and i think that's been more of a like a trend today in terms of like younger guys that know how to like just feel like what the players feel and and let them you know try their hardest because obviously like everyone's good out there everyone's doing what they're doing mm-hmm. um from that like i said i've talked a lot about uh like the just like talent that you have like i said since high school it's crazy how talented you are as like an athlete uh so it's fun to see like you playing receiver and running back out of the backfield um but tell me like mentally how does like your time at quarterback for so long uh how does that help you like focus straight and maybe like tune out different parts when you're uh playing like all over the field like running back receiver like uh slot and everything else yeah, so, you know, so I'm in the backfield, um, you know, I'm right next to the quarterback, so I can kind of see everything they're seeing, and it's, it almost feels as if it's like I'm kind of like a coach on the field because, you know, I'm a film room junkie, and I've played quarterback for so long that, like, I can see just what the quarterback's seeing, and obviously he's thinking about probably a little more than I'm, that, that I'm thinking about at the time, yeah. so I, can, I might be able to let him know, like, hey, you might have, like, you know, a Sam back coming, coming here, you know what I mean? Tidbits like that, um, so I think that in that area that helps. And then when I'm when I'm at receiver, obviously you know I study coverages my whole life. So when I'm at receiver, I can kind of see how the structure of the defense is unfolding and, and be able to run my route appropriately off of that. So I think you know playing quarterback for my whole life has definitely you know helped me, and hopefully will continue to help me for sure. Yeah, and I think that's, like, something so unique about you is, like, uh, like I said, I know you came in out of Iowa, like, about, like, 190-ish, um, and I think you're bulked up to, like, 210, 215 now, but when you see quarterbacks, like, that transition positions are our athletes, uh, normally they're not, like, in the backfield, so it's cool that you obviously have that uh, perspective as well, so, like, you know, because you're thinking what the quarterback's thinking, you know what they're thinking in terms of the blitzes, the hot reads and stuff. Um, I gotta ask you, Drake or, Drake or future, Real, who are you going with? A little switch-up question. Uh, I would, no, you're good, you're good. I'm going with Drake, and it's honestly not even close to get, I mean, I'm he's the top, top, you know, he's in his own category. That, I mean, he is, he is Drake, that's why, that's why I asked the question. I feel like Future's right there with him, especially, like, the last few years, uh, but I always like to ask that one for, like, what about, uh, Jordan or LeBron? What are you going with? I'm going to go with the, the little more, you know, new school LeBron. New school. And I ain't watching enough Jordans. You know what I'm saying? You mean the so right, the right answer? Like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I just had to drop a little, little knowledge real quick. Uh, but now, like I said, I want to talk about, um, definitely want to talk about your time on QB1. I know I was a huge fan of that show. Uh, like I know you said uh, they dropped it. Um, but I know I watched season one and season two a bunch. Uh, I think it got a little bit dramatic after your season, uh, so I don't think I remember watching the season three a lot, but I was a huge fan of that show and like just the the rawness of like high school football. 
Uh, like, did you end up watching the full show, like, afterwards, like, your season specifically? I know you said you watched, like, that show as a, the entirety. Right, yeah, so, I, you know, I had to watch my season, see how, see how it looked, you know, so I felt, you know what I'm saying, so I need to see how it looked, okay. and um, they made it, they made it look good for TV, I'll tell you that much, so, you know, I kind of was, was able to see, you know, the reality behind reality TV, and how certain things can edited to look a certain way, so I mean, it made for great TV, but I only watched it once, like, I'm one of those people oh, okay. that, like, don't like to hear their, hear their voice, you know, <laughs> through the tv and stuff so i'm like yeah one time i'm good okay were you like skipping through or were you watching the full episode like full episode by episode no i was i was definitely i was invested in the other people's the other two storylines i was invested so i was watching the whole thing and then when i just you know came up i probably was freaking like biting something or something you know what i mean right so, yeah yeah you know that's a fun show like i said i love it i love like like the dramas a little bit much i said at times but it's cool, like I said, I'm sure you got to see like what was real, and, and I think even watching the show, you can tell when it's probably a little bit dramatized, uh, which I think is fun yeah. to check back on. Uh, did you like at all tell me, like obviously, like I said, you've been to three different schools now. Um, did you feel like the fan base connection from that show at all, like each time, or was there a connection with people knowing you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, thanks to that show, I mean, my, you know, I guess name didn't just stay, you know, California. It definitely right. had brought. Um, so yeah, I think every school I've been to, there's been you know some some people that might bring up QB one stuff like that. People that I didn't expect to bring it up and whatnot. So yeah, it's definitely traveled to every school I've been to. That is cool. Like like I know you said uh, like back home you're in Cali and then going out to Temple and and Iowa is obviously a little bit different. So it's, it's cool. Like different fan bases. Um, like what was your favorite part of the whole show? Did you get to talk with Justin and? Uh, who was it, Sam? Yeah, so um, I so during the show, like I never like I didn't I never talked to Justin Fields due to the show. I talked to him like due to like Elite Eleven, yeah, um, that you know senior competition, the annual one. So so we were in the same class, so you know I, I know him from that. Um, and I never talked to Sam before, um, although we were on the same season. But like I said, a lot of the like top quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence and, and whatnot. I all like know from the elite level, so that was pretty yeah. cool. That is cool. Uh, like, like I know um, going back to like I said, like when you're playing at Iowa State, I know uh, you said you came in with Brock Purdy, who's been balling this past year. I, I, I get great to see how he's been uh, playing at the next level. Um, I know when you came in, you said you were what the you were the most experienced quarterback there. What the second year, um, and like the. The, the vocalness I know you have in film rooms. Um, like I said, you've been doing it for a long time. Uh, and you talked about like your leadership studies and, and stuff that you learn off the field, maybe. Like, how have you improved as a as a leader, like in that setting um, specifically? Or with a people person? Yeah, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so like you said with Brock, so happy for him. Um, and I, I learned a lot from him and how he, and how he led, honestly. Uh, every year it's just been something different that I've been able to some type of leadership knowledge I've been able to put in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to the leading, you know, first you got to lead yourself, then you can lead your room, then lead your side of the ball, and then hopefully lead the team. Um, and so, you know, six years, six years in it, you know, pretty much have seen almost all of it, you know. So I'm not really like, there's no, I guess, um, caution that I have when it comes to like leading or whatnot because I've kind of seen it all. Mm-hmm. And I've matured through it all as well. So, like, I'm only, you know, and it's a, to 
to help others, to help my teammates become better players so we can reach, you know, a common goal. So, like, when it comes to leading, like, it's, it's right now, at least the stage I'm in, it's more just that servant leadership and trying to help others uh, because I know when I was a freshman, sophomore, you know, I looked up to guys like David Montgomery, Hakeem Butler, guys like that who, who led by example and, and kind of paved the way for me. So I'm just trying to do my due diligence, due diligence and do the same for others. Yeah, definitely. That's cool to hear. Um, and I think the best leaders, like I said, have all the many perspectives like that you can always put yourself in another person's shoes and, and know how to how to react and everything. Uh, and you obviously have too many of those uh, amazing perspectives and stuff. Um, so it's great to see, like I said, going into the next year, I'm hyped to see what, what you guys do as a team. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about you like individually. Uh, like I said, I know you're a track star, um, played quarterback throughout your whole life. Um, and then went to San Diego as a quarterback, obviously, which I know this past season went three, three passing touchdowns, four rushing, two receiving, and they named you a second team of conference all-purpose position, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, like, tell me, like, like, just as an athlete and maybe football player uh, generally, what did you learn about yourself um, and, like, your body? Yeah, for sure. And I, and I don't know if you said second team or it was first team. I think you had just the second team. I'm not sure. Did they, did, was it first team? They named you first? Yeah. The, yeah, I, yeah. the sources I got were wrong, then my bad. Thank you for correcting me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, I was surprised by that, because honestly, I, only, I didn't really play that much, to be honest. Like, I played consistently the last four games, yeah. um, but throughout the season, I was really played very sporadically um, in different roles. Um, so to be able to, you know, achieve what I did is it great, and I'm happy, you know, to be able to do that, and I'm looking forward to you know, this season and the steps I can take. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's cool playing different positions. You know, it almost feels like I'm playing football again. It's like everyone wants to be a quarterback, <laughs> probably until the quarterback. But, you know, growing up, like, I feel like the most fun was, like, I wouldn't say the most fun, but I don't know. It almost feels like you're playing, like, backyard football again. Like, you're actually playing football again. You know, you're actually getting tackled. Like, you can't just slide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Type of thing. So, kind of held to a different standard that I'm enjoying getting out of this. That's cool. Was that, like, this offseason, was was there anyone come up to you ever in your career at all and, like, mention that or, like, push for that at all? Push for what? Like, playing all over the field. Like I said, like, you're a dynamic athlete. You could definitely be a guy in the backfield in the slot, like a Debo Samuel-type role. Uh, has anyone else ever came up to you and, like, like mentioned that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, got that I was big, got that I was Okay, hey, yeah. Everybody just panned up Maybe it took five, five and a half years for the message to get through. But, um, no, yeah, I've gotten that, like, you know, all the places I've been at. Okay. Uh, and I got, um, what about Xbox or PlayStation, Real? I got to switch up again. No, you're good. I am an Xbox guy. Are you now, an Xbox? a lot for PlayStation, and I get that. But I've just been the Xbox gang for a while, so I'm just running it with me. All right, I'm a PlayStation guy personally. I think it's funny how like they've kind of switched. Like I feel like Xbox used to be a lot more like uh, like popular, and now I feel like PlayStation ever since the four came out. Uh, what about Taylor Swift or Rihanna for you, Real? So one more time. Taylor Swift or Rihanna is a tricky one. Um, I mean it's it's Rihanna for me. Um, I, you know Taylor Swift got some you know got some good songs though. They both know, do. They both do. It. Yeah, for um, sure. But you know. Yeah, I'll pick Rihanna. This is all I'm asking for is your preferences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, I checked out uh, your background, your sports psychology, um, and like the like the internships and stuff you've done. 
um, I think that's really cool. Like I said, going into like social media and like the sports aspect of like the mental side and everything. I think um, with NIL and everything that's been transpiring in sports the last couple of years, it's is a cool field. Um, what do you? What's the need for that role? Like like maybe at college football specifically, for you in your opinion? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really passionate about uh, sports psychology and want to definitely give back all my experience and knowledge I can once I've done playing to to all levels of, of athletes, uh, but in particular, college athletes and college football players. Okay. You know, we're so focused on um, our bodies, health, um, you know, a lot of times even our spiritual health um, and our production on the field. Um, and so there's so much focus on that. And I don't think, and I haven't really, I've kind of seen the transition over the past year or so with more, you know, sports psychologists coming into the realm. Um, but I feel like there can be more, and I feel like I can do more um, in this profession uh, by meeting one-on-one with players and really being able to to talk to them and hear them out and give them um, tips and reminders and strategies to go about maneuver, maneuvering their life, a life that I've lived for six years, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm excited for it, and I think that once we can, you know, calm the mind and get the mind back where it needs to be on track, then, you know, playing becomes fun again. There's not much more stress or a lot more stress, and, and people can really go perform to the best abilities that way. Definitely, and like I said, it's such a cool thing, and I think, like, specifically for you and your path, um, like I said, you've always been in the spotlight, um, which I'm sure has come, come with its up and downs and stuff, but I'm sure, like I said, that fits you really unique and is really cool. Uh, has, like, the, the, the degree, um, like, off the field, has it helped you maybe, like, like uh, handle the transfers or, or like, meeting uh, groups of people differently or anything? Um, sort of. Um, I feel like it's, when it's your own life, <laughs> it, it's almost harder to apply, like, yeah. your learned knowledge. You know what I mean? Right. However, like, I'm more of, like, a laid-back guy anyway, so it's not, like... I handled, I think I personally handled the process great, you know, just always getting better. It's funny, like, every year I'm, like, obsessed with being better than I was the year before, and it's, like, I always think back to, like, me right now. Like, next year I'm going to be trying to outwork myself now, and I already think I'm working really hard. So I'm more in that pursuit of, like, chasing greatness than, like, anything. So, like, that that uh, mindset has kind of really helped me you know, through all my transitions. Yeah, and I think, like I said, uh, the mindset specifically that you have, and I've always had, like I said, since being on the TV show, is super, uh, like, just um, influential, uh, and is really, like I said, unique as, like, a quarterback and someone who's always been there and done that. So, like I said, I'm really, really excited for everything going in the next couple of years and what you're doing next year with football and stuff, man. Uh, tell me, um, Riel, like, off the field, um, what is your purpose both in like football like are you finishing out the season and looking football still or are you looking past football yeah so i mean my purpose which i think is like a huge question is broad. Um, my purpose. so first and foremost you know a child of god and my purpose is to give back um and so god willing i i go to the nfl i have a great career um and after that i have a lot of uh entropy ideas that I want to do um, to help give back and to serve others, um, especially the homeless population is kind of like my niche, I guess. I don't know why, but something about the homeless population that like okay. 
I really want to give back to, and I've, I've, I've kind of taken steps to do that, small steps now, um, steps that I can do. Um, so I look forward to hopefully uh, playing the league and being able to give back to that population. So that's really my purpose. Um, and like I said, NFL is definitely the goal, um, and I'm trying to work towards that. Yeah, has, have you been able to like think about after football while you're doing football, or has it just been like an in-the-moment type of thing for now? Um, no, it, like, yeah, so, I mean, it's true, when you're doing schooling, you know what I mean, you're kind of thinking about life after football, like, what am I doing, you know what I mean, so that sports psychology uh, was something that I'll, I plan on doing after um, football, and I'm kind of, you know, trying to set myself up to do that. Right, yeah, definitely, like I said, uh, thank you forever for all that. Um, like I said, I just want to go into a couple uh, fun questions now. I got, like, a lot of cool ideas that I really want to get off you. Um, like, I know, I think I've always thought uh, it's really cool, like, how the different sports um, kind of interact. Like, I know Chad Ochocinco, I watched him growing up, said he was a soccer player and, like, playing receiver really, like, helped him specifically. Uh, like, I know you did track growing up, um, which is a lot more, like, athletic than a lot of other things, like sports. Uh, and then football. Like, if you could add one more sport uh, to your background, what, what would you pick and why? I would pick baseball because Ooh. it's funny. I'm not really a quarterback. It's kind of a little That's weird, interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I pick baseball because I'm so get this. So after I'm done playing football, and I have a lot of things going on. Like we just talked about after football, right? But I do on trying to play in the major leagues. So. We will see if that's, you know, that's on the, you know, back burner right now. <laughs> okay. But about freaking baseball, I'm like, yeah. that is it's so relaxing uh, to me. And so I'd probably, like, pick baseball. You got, you got so much going on right now, man. It's too much to worry about. <laughs> baseball, but, so that's what I think is so cool is because, like, like, especially being a quarterback, like, baseball is something, like, like how I just said, it, like, affects your, like, shoulder angles and, like, and your rotation and everything. And, like, even, like, like I, I grew up, like, throwing, like, javelin and track and stuff. And, like, as I was, like, throwing the football, that's, like, an interesting, like, tweak, too, and, like, how that uh, interacts and stuff with different guys I think is really neat. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Yeah. Those different throwing angles, for sure. I don't want to be a pitcher, though. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be an outfielder, the back of ball, launch at 60 yards type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, like, I know you've played with all the guys, all the stars, like you were talking about. Um, just like, I know, obviously I, we could name all day, like some of the best guys you've played with, uh, like, just like tell me pure athleticism, like just like guys that stand out when you're practice with them or, or playing with them. Uh, who's the biggest, like best athletes, like raw athletes that you've noticed on your, in your time? Um, one that immediately comes to mind is Kane Nwangu, who's a running back for the Vikings, uh, okay. and also kick returner for the Vikings. Um. Uh, he, I mean, is four, legit four three, low four three speed. You know, what I mean, and, he, and he's had a couple injuries in college and was able to bounce back those and just been able to display like freakily, freakishly athleticism. Uh, I think Bruce Hawes is a another name who yeah. I saw. He's younger than me, so oh, I kind of yeah. saw him when he first came in and was able to see his kind of development. Um, I think he's a freaky athlete. Vert, you know, I mean, windmill dunk, all that good stuff. Um, so, and then probably third, let's go with, um, probably like Hakeem Butler. I was going to say that. That's know, so funny. Right. Right. Who's on the XFL right now and hopefully yeah. can make it back in the NFL. I mean, you know, just has the size, Portugal size, 
you know, just was in college making guys look just embarrassing. You know what I mean? Right. So, probably like the top three like freakishly athletic guys. Hakeem Butler would be in the NFL again. I remember watching him at Iowa State. Iowa State still got a bunch of uh, dogs in terms of recruiting wise. Definitely. Uh, I want to ask, like, I know, I know you're like a vocal guy. Like I said, um, how do you like interact like with like uh, opponents or even teammates like during games or practices? Are you like a talker? I never, like, when I played quarterback, I wasn't. And I, you know what I mean? I wasn't. Okay. I, I, I've, I've kind of, like, been talking more smack. And I don't know if I like that or not. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Because that's not really me. Uh, and when I do talk smack, it kind of comes out of nowhere. I'm like, where did that even come from? Type of thing. But, I mean, I'm a competitor, you know, so I get fired up. And I want to bring the best out of, you know, my teammates and the other and the other side. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so, so, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, like I said, you got a bunch going on. So playing quarterback and then having the, the extra free space or running back receiver, you got all that extra thinking to just talk trash and get in guys' heads. Exactly. And I know, I know, watching the show, like even back in high school, watching QB one, I know Justin Fields is a big talker, and and there's some quarterbacks that are like that, which is interesting. Like I said, to see the dynamic because some guys, some guys don't handle it so well either. Like especially when you get to the pros. Right. No, that's a different game for sure. Right. Um, I just got a couple more here, like about um, like NIL and the transfer portal and stuff. Uh, like I appreciate everything and all the the long time that you've given me so far, Riel. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, like I said, uh, the transfer portal, what twenty twenty one? No, it was, it was a while back actually. I know that. Uh, so I know it obviously changed how guys like go to the to, to college football um, and changed like the whole field in general. I'd say and like how guys interact probably. Um, has it like like a have you noticed any differences in terms of when you transfer places or, or guys that transfer maybe and, and guys that more like more teams that are transfer uh, portal heavy? Yeah, I feel like that transfer portal is kind of always evolving and the NCAA is kind of always evolving it. Um, you know, because at one point in its infancy stages, like you could transfer, well, first you got to be a grad to be able to play by the way. Yeah. Otherwise, like when I transferred from Iowa State, I was an undergrad, so I had to appeal to get my immediate eligibility, which was granted. You know what I mean? So it went from that to like, oh, yeah. everyone can transfer willy-nilly. You don't have to sit out. Cool. Now it's kind of at a point where there's certain windows you can transfer and get picked up. So I think the NCAA is doing uh, you know, a better job of like managing this world of, of the transfer portal and whatnot. Um, but, man, I, I'm kind of, you know, obviously on my way out of it. And I, I think it's trending towards the right direction with the portal and whatnot, but I think limiting the times you can transfer is helping. I feel like a lot of people are more kind of afraid, I think, to hop in the portal and not find a home because more yeah. people, you know, I mean, if you're not a top, top guy, like, the odds you get picked up is kind of low. So I feel like the landscape of college football and the transfer portal right now, if you're not a top guy, like, you, a lot of people are gun shot to hop in there. Right. Uh, that's obviously a cool point. Um, I think it really, like you said, uh, affects the whole landscape. Like, like you said, the top guys are obviously getting a lot more looks. There's older guys that are staying an extra year or two now getting more looks and making more money, like while they're in college football than the NFL and such. And then that's like, I've talked about, uh, impacting junior college guys and then younger guys coming out and like the two, like one, two star, three stars, maybe that don't know where they're going. So I, it it'll all balance out, but I'm definitely excited and interested to see how it like turns out in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then like talking about NIL, have you made any NIL deals like throughout uh, the last couple of years? Yeah, I've uh, had a couple of NIL deals um, that have all really benefited my business skills. Um, yeah. And that will help me you know, in the future with managing deals and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've had a couple like you know, athletic greens, uh, Celsius for a second, um, Underdog Athletics was a clothing brand. Right. That's cool. Uh, do you have any thoughts on like, um, guys that need like a manager? Like, are you one of the guys that thinks every high level athlete should, should have a manager or someone to take care of them? Uh, when it comes to like, um, NIL stuff or everything, but the NIL stuff adds to it, obviously. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you should, well, as soon as you get to a certain level, you know, you want to, have multiple perspectives, and if that comes to a form of a manager right. um, slash eight, or if you have manager and an agent, you know what I mean. I'm probably just gonna try to focus on on one individual. Maybe it's my agent that can work as both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and, and you know wisdom that way. Um, I'd be interested in in hearing from. So yeah, I just think when you get to a certain level, yeah, it's probably best to have some type of force that's really knowledgeable in that area. That's cool. Yeah, I, d- I definitely just wanted to get like your thoughts on that. Um, like I know like the situations with uh, like Lamar Jackson right now uh, going down, and then like I know currently more than I don't know what it's like in California, but I know about thirty or more of the high school states like allow NIL for high school athletes, uh, which I think is maybe another interesting wrinkle that I don't know what percent of people are going to take advantage of it. But I think having like an agent, like you said, not like two agents or managers that could probably get. Uh, a little mixed up, especially like younger people, but having one person that knows how to just like communicate and, and is good with uh, setting stuff up, I think is important. No, yeah, definitely. I didn't know about, I didn't know that about high school, so shoot, good for them. Yeah, I know Pennsylvania is allowing it. I don't know, like I said, what California is like, it might be different, but it's probably a lot different out there if, if it is allowed. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, did you have, do you have like a favorite stadium that you've ever been in, Riel? First stadium, other than Dak Trice, um, honestly, you know, it's it's tough to. I think the University of Texas stadium was pretty, pretty impressive. You know, it kind of was one of those stadiums that when you're on the field and you look up, it was a night game too. It looked like it kept looked like the stadium kept going up. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like. Is this stopping type of thing? So that was pretty cool. And it was, you know, relatively full too. So I think that one might take the cake for best stadium. Okay. That's interesting. I've, I feel like I haven't heard Texas either. I know uh, Texas high school football is big. Was that when you were in college or beforehand? Oh, uh, that's when I was in college. Yeah, my freshman year. I think we went and played at Texas. I yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Um, and then like I, I got one more before I let you go. Uh, like I said, I know you've had a long career, a huge career. Uh, like like I said, a lot of different perspectives and st- uh, things. Tell me, like, like, if you're talking to someone who's younger or just getting into football, um, what's the diff- biggest difference from now uh, to, compared to when you were a freshman and advice you might have for anyone? Yeah, so, I, I mean, advice I'd give to especially freshmen or honestly, like, seniors going into college, um, when making a decision on what college to go to, 
go where you're going to play as early as you can. You know what I mean? It might not be, you know, you might have a power five school and you might have a, a mid-major school, um, you know, and obviously everyone wants to go to the Michigans and the big schools, but, you know, if we're not going to get in the field as soon as you can, like, everyone's goal normally is to get to that next level. And so if that's your goal, you need to set yourself up, you know, as early as you can. So that would be, like, my, you know, best advice. And if, you know, if your goal is to go to the league, then go to, you know, your university that's offering your degree and exactly what you want. You know, maybe that's a smaller school, but they have exactly what you want. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you want to do in the future, then and then follow that. So definitely just when you're in, you know, high school, going to college, go somewhere where you're getting on the field as soon as you can. Um, and, yeah, that's, that would be my advice. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's great to hear. Like I said, I know you've got a lot of uh, stories and stuff, so I really appreciate that and appreciate the time. Uh, like I said, man, uh, QB1, now you're, now you're doing it all. So, uh, like I said, I appreciate you, and, and uh, good luck for everything you're doing next year and forth forward, man. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, man, really. No problem.